Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sarah Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is Naveen Kutri. Naveen is a single divorce mum, marketer, and entrepreneur. She founded the UK's first dating app for single parents called Playdate in April 2021. Naveen has a passion for bringing people together for a good cause and is honoured to be involved with the second edition of the Divorce Fair, which I am headline speaker at. So I am super excited to welcome Naveen Kutri to the show. Welcome, Naveen. Hi, Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be here. Well, I'm really excited because I know that you are organizing the Divorce Fair. So before we get into that, I really want to know a little bit about you because you're divorced, right? So would you mind sharing a bit about your story with us? Yeah, so I'm currently a single mum to a lovely eight-year-old boy. Um, I got divorced about nine years ago now. Um, I was happily married, or at least I thought I was, um, for about 12 years. Um, And it was quite quite, um, a a marriage that has sprouted from love, uh, but then very quickly turned into quite an emotionally abusive um, relationship. And I think because I come from a Middle Eastern Muslim Arab culture, and I married into that culture, um, so they they have very different kind of values or let's say benchmarks for what a woman should be like or how she should treat the man or what the woman's role is in a relationship. So I kind of struggled with that because I've always had, I've always been stuck between East and West. So I was brought up in the UK, uh, but I'm originally Egyptian. So I have been in and out of the country over the course of my life. Um, so I, I am very much Western in thinking, but also got that Eastern roots and culture. So to cut a long story short, it, it turned very quickly into a kind of a narcissistic, um, emotionally abusive relationship. Um, and I think anyone that's in that kind of situation where you're madly in love with someone um, and they've made you believe or made you think that you you know, you're not good enough or you're not succeeding or you're not, you know, you're rubbish at everything that you do. You don't realize that it's a reflection of their insecurities until, until you're out of the situation. Um, so it's been, it's been a real learning curve for me. And I think I've come quite a long way. Um, but when you're in it, it's just really hard to, to kind of see through that. So it was, it was tough. Um, my son was three years old at the time. Um, so it was quite difficult for him to go through that. Uh, but he wasn't old enough to ask questions. So somehow was manageable. Um, but yeah, and then it's, it's just been, you know, um, pursuing my career and really trying to get myself back out there. Um, but it's not easy. It's not easy, especially once you've been, you know, your confidence and your self-esteem has been really, really hit by, you know, the person you love the most. Um, so it's, it's been tough. Yeah, well... Wow, I mean, that's a really interesting story. And I know that will resonate with some of my listeners there that 
there are cultural differences and you refer to them be there being differences between the western sort of marriage and the way that women were viewed what are those differences for, for those of us listening who, who aren't really familiar with that culture well i mean in in an eastern world i think i mean i only speak for my where i come from but women are very much kind of they're not the breadwinners you know women are there to you know raise the kids it's more of a traditional conventional look at the role of the woman um, and her role is very much to keep the man happy keep the children you know safe and well put food on the table and you know look pretty and you know look after herself while doing that so that's kind of the main main role but i think once there's a a shift in power in the sense of you know the woman being successful or the woman having a job or succeeding or excelling in some part of life where perhaps the man is lacking or the man is not feeling as confident in that space that causes quite a lot of friction they, they don't really like to see women in, in, in the power seat so to speak um so that i think that's kind of the, the main difference um, so they, it, it's, it's quite a sexist um, culture, I've got to say. I guess when you're in both worlds, so you said, you know, you spend a lot of time over here as well, and obviously you're here now, you know, that must be really difficult to adjust because you're sort of moving on in, in the Western world, but being sort of brought back to some of the other more cultural that may be more acceptable back there, but not here. So how did you cope with that then? How did you cope mentally with that? Because I can imagine that must have been quite isolating for you. It was extremely isolating because as much as my family was extremely supportive and loving, they couldn't really understand, you know, my reasons for, you know, for, for leaving that, that relationship. And in their view, you know, my mum, bless her, you know, she's quite traditional. She said, well, you know, maybe you weren't making him happy enough, you know, like, you know, that you, your job is to make your man happy. And, you know, she, she's a woman who's, you know, a housewife. She's a loving, loving wife and mother. She's amazing. But she's never really worked, you know, a day in her life. She's never had to, she's never really followed her true passion. Like her, her mission was to look after the family and my dad, her husband. Um, so I think it's, it's been really, really difficult. Um, and I was very much on my own. But I have amazing friends and a great support system in the UK that really, really helped me uh, get through this. You know, like like here in the West, there's some women that want to do that. And that is their passion to bring up the kids, stay at home and, and not work. But I mean, it, we all know it's hard work bringing up kids and looking yeah. after a husband. So, you know, that's that's not an easy job. But so I guess there's, you know, everybody's different. But if you have a burning passion to go on and do something and create something, then I can see that that can be, you know, very restricting. But, you know, so what were the things that got you through then? You, you mentioned your support team. Do you think that's the most important thing that gets you through those difficult times? I think so. I think having a support system, whether it's paid for or not paid for or, you know, friends, colleagues, you know, neighbours, you know, everyone, as they say, it takes a village, right, to raise a child. And it, it does take a village to, to support people that are, you know, without a family. Because mind you, I'm here without my family. My family's back home. Um, so I'm here on my own, literally. Um, so as a single mum, working and looking after a child, um, it's been it's been very difficult. But I would say friends and a support system. I did obviously seek therapy as well, um, just to have someone to speak to and friends, friends and family. Yeah, I mean, I always talk about having a breakup support team is the first pillar to have around you when you're going up, when you're going through that breakup. 
but sometimes it's not the people you expect is it like you mentioned neighbors there I mean yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. it's people that you don't really expect to, that really step up for you is that what you yeah. found yeah I really found that um and even sometimes I, I remember meeting bumping into this woman who's a spiritual healer on a on a bus one day and she just looked at me without knowing me just looked at me and she she held my hand and she's like I know and I was like what and she's like I, I like I can feel your pain like it's gonna be fine and I started crying instantly because it's just some random person on a bus that just you know could sense that um so yes it's you know support comes from everywhere and I think um having gone through that or having gone through any kind of divorce is never easy but I think you just become stronger you know you get to really rely on yourself and, and become your own best friend as as cheesy as that may sound but you do become your 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 go-to person yeah, I think that's really important to be empowered so that you you're back in control not just shifting that reliance or codependence onto somebody else because yeah. that makes you vulnerable I guess doesn't it having the control back so you're earning your own money and you're looking after your son and you're doing all those things yourself whilst I know that's a lot to juggle so now how do you manage things obviously you work as well don't you and you've got a young child so how do you manage working and being a single mum whilst this is a new country for you so you know it's not you don't have those the family support yeah well I've, I've been lucky because I've always wanted to run my own business um so I've never actually really worked for anyone in the UK up until after the pandemic which I'll get into in a minute um so I've always wanted to run my own business I started off by setting up a marketing agency, um, which was initially my core business, mainly in the tourism sector. So I would do a lot of marketing for tourism destinations or hotel groups or travel companies, um, kind of promoting overseas destinations in the UK. Um, and also did a lot of charity work. So I would fundraise for charities back home. So I set up kind of an events division in my company where we would do a lot of fundraising events for charities. Then the pandemic hit and obviously, you know, tourism, charity work, event space, everything, all of those sectors kind of died instantly. So I, my business crashed overnight. It was a lot to take because I don't have any even financial support. I didn't have any support, whether it's from family or ex-partners or anything. Um, so it was quite a big hit. And I've always had this idea of a dating app, which is Playdate. But I never had the time to do it because I was so busy. Well, I, I find it extremely difficult for single parents to meet people because A, you have no time for it. You've got childcare to sort out if you want to go out. I can hardly see my friends, you know, my girlfriends. I have to arrange so much to be able to go out and see them. So there literally is no time and it's a logistical nightmare. So I've always thought, you know, wouldn't it be just great to have a dating app where you could just see other single parents and, and connect with them and, and arrange a date? So I had the time during lockdown to really pursue this idea and launch the UK's first dating app for single parents. It's called Playdate. So that's been a birth child of, of lockdown. Wow. So tell me a bit about how it works. Right. So it, it works pretty much the same as any dating app. The only difference is that it's completely only for single parents. So to sign up, you need to be a single parent. And yeah, and then you can chat to people, you can connect with like-minded single parents in your area. They could be in the same school districts or in the same schools that your children go to. Um, and you set your filters based on what you want. The nice thing about the app is that, because I've really thought about it from a single, because I am the customer. 
so I know what I'm looking for. So for example, I would love to have more kids. I mean, I wouldn't want to stop having, I'd love to have a sister or brother for my, for my son because I only have one child. So you can, as one of the filters, say that you're open to having more children or not so that you can match up with people that are also looking to have more kids. Um, it also caters to every kind of single parent. So whether you're widowed, uh, a solo parent, because we have a lot of single parents that have chosen to be parents on their own without a partner. Um, same sex, uh, single parents that are looking for same sex relationships. So it's a very inclusive um, dating app for all types of single parents, regardless of what you're looking for. And I think my favorite feature in the app is that you can make yourself invisible to an ex-partner. So for example, I wouldn't want my ex-husband to see me on the app. So you can make yourself invisible to that, to any individual you wouldn't want to, you know, stop you or see what you're doing. Um, Ooh, I like that feature, that's very yeah, handy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's really interesting. Are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce? Are you feeling devastated, heartbroken, sad and anxious? If so, please know that you are not alone and there is help available. Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup take back your control and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one -one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. I think, you know, when you're dating again, it's, it's, it's important to have a think about what it is you're looking for from a, from a partner. And for a lot of people before they have kids, you know they're not really sure if they want to date someone who has kids which is interesting isn't it because if you don't have kids I think it's very hard to understand I mean, some people can but a lot of people can't understand that maybe you might have to prioritize your child because maybe they get sent home from school or maybe they're not well or the childcare falls through and if you don't have kids you wouldn't really be able to understand that as well and I think you know that's where challenges can can come up is that what you found in the past yes absolutely I mean I think having children unless I mean I'm sure there are some people you can come across that can't have children but would love children or understand what it means to have children but unless you're truly a parent you can't really truly understand the challenges that come with it and it's not just challenges it's also the joys I mean when you love a child unconditionally you can also love a partner unconditionally but if someone isn't a parent you know, there might be jealousy there or feel like you're not giving them your full attention or that, you know, you prioritize your kids. Kids will always be a priority. I mean, especially if you've got sole custody or if they're in your care, you know, your child will always come first. So I think having that like mindedness with someone who's already a parent really, really helps. It kind of cuts out the, the misunderstandings or, you know, it, it, it's, it really saves you from explaining you know, why you've got to do things a certain way or why you can't make it on a date because you've got childcare issues or, you know, you'd rather have a coffee 
the coffee date, you know, when the kids are in school, it's just, it just makes things a lot easier. Whereas I think with people that aren't parents, they'd be like, oh, you know, let's spontaneously go for a day trip to Paris, which would be amazing before having kids, but it's not really something you could do as a, as a single parent. Yeah, well, it would take a bit of planning, wouldn't it, if you were yeah. going to do that? It would take a bit of planning. I wouldn't rule it out, but, you know, I would it would love take it. some more planning. I would love it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, yeah, I think you're so right. And, and also, you know, if someone's got kids, they will understand the fact that, you know, it's not like, I don't love you, you don't love me because you're doing this, or I love you more, or you love your kids more. Yes, it's a, it's a different kind of love. There's yeah. lots of different kinds of love, aren't there? Yeah. Right. Okay. So I want to come on to the divorce fair. So I'm really excited to be headline speaker at the Divorce Fair, which you are organising on behalf of Smith O'Connor. So tell us a little bit about the show, because this is the second show that he's run in London. Yes, it's really exciting. We're really pleased to have our second show um, happening this year. Obviously, the first one, as you know, you were with us for the first one in 2019, was right before the pandemic started. Um, So sadly, we couldn't have it in 2020 or 2021. Um, but yes, it was started off with uh, Mr. Smith O'Connor, who's the, the founder of the idea. Um, and it's really to kind of demystify the stigma around divorce. Because when you hear divorce fair, it's not about promoting divorce or promoting people getting divorced. It's really a, a one-stop shop for people looking for advice, whether they're on the fence about the decision or you know contemplating divorce or, or going through it at the moment or thinking about going through it in the future. It's really you know a place for support advice you know get to listen to people like yourself um that you know are experts in the field lawyers legal advice um financial advice because there's so many things that one goes through and i wish i that this fair was around when i was having my divorce because you don't really know who to go to people usually just want your money at the end of the day you know not no one really cares for your best interests as much as you know having a, a business so it really feels like a trans- it felt for me like a transactional commercial um transaction having a divorce whereas there's so many questions that go through your mind so it's a the idea is to gather people around people in the field that are experts to really give that expert advice um you know to people that are really going through one of the biggest decisions in your life um so it's it's there to support both men and women um in in all aspects that are affected by divorce um, so yes, so it's very exciting. Yeah, it is very exciting. Now, I mean, I know uh, Smith O'Connor is from Egypt originally, and I know he's currently on his ninth divorce. So I know that divorce is very close to yeah. his heart. And he was talking to me earlier about about why he was doing it. And he said he really wants to provide help and information for people because he knows how difficult it is. And he really wants people to be able to stay amicable as they go through that divorce process maybe even saving that relationship. Um, But if they are going through it and helping them to cope better. So I know that you've got a whole range of different people who are going to be there. And obviously this podcast goes out across the world. So some people may be listening all over the world. But I think the idea behind the divorce fair, even if you can't get there yourself, is to know that there is a lot of help out there these days now for for people going through it. It certainly wasn't when I was going through it myself 12 years ago. And I think that the industry has progressed a lot to provide not only the legal support, which, you know, let's face it, that's been there a while. Um, And, you know, you can have your own opinions, as I certainly do, on, on, you know, how family court system works, especially over here in the UK. But, you know, there is another side to it. 
there's the emotional roller coaster and the practical challenges. And that's why I'm going to be there. I obviously, obviously got a stand there as well. And we're running the divorce coaching booth. Um, so my coaches, my accredited breakup and divorce coach practitioners are going to be there offering free sessions so that you can come along. You can book it in advance as well. If you want to, you can book a free session or you can just turn up on the day and book in to speak to one of our coaches who can start the ball rolling and explain how we can help you cope better with the process and, and share some tools and tips with you that you can take away immediately to start seeing some benefit. So there's a lot of advantages of coming to the show, aren't there, Naveen? What, yeah, what are the advantages? Also, I mean, it's also free to attend. So, you know, whether you're considering, you don't need to really spend any money. You just, you know, register on our website. Uh, you get a free ticket to, to attend. And it's just not only, only obviously you're, you're so kind to offer those coaching sessions, but to also really hear you speak about, you know, your, your experience and how, how to go through, um, how to really survive and thrive as your, as your um, headline session is called. So I think people, even if they're maybe a bit nervous about actually going ahead with coaching or with a session, just to get a, a taster or a feel of, of the process. And I think it'd be really, really beneficial for people to come in. Um, it's happening on the 22nd and 23rd of February in Hilton Olympia in, um, in Kensington, London, Kensington. Um, and yeah, you can just pop in anytime throughout the day. It's between 10 and 5 p.m. on each day. And yes, we'll have a really full lineup of speakers and a great program um, for everyone seeking advice. I am very excited because I know this is going to help a lot of people and um, people that are worried, people that are anxious. So I know coming along to these things can be a bit daunting, can't it, at times? But please don't worry. There's going to be a lot of people there who will reassure you and give you different types of advice uh, so that you can really start to get some more clarity about your situation. And I'm a big believer that clarity gives you power. So the more you know, the better decisions you'll be able to make. And if you are feeling a bit daunted, a bit overwhelmed right now, then it's the right place to be. Come along, talk to us. Uh, find out you know all the information that you might need to know and um, meet Naveen and the team we will be there to welcome you with open arms won't we Naveen definitely and I will be promoting play day I'll be exhibiting myself so if you are past that stage of heartbreak and are looking to put yourself back out there come and talk to us and we'll we'll talk you through the app and how it works and and everything you need so Naveen, for those people wanting to come to the Divorce Fair, where can they go to get their tickets? So they can go to our website, which is thedivorcefair.com, and then you just register for free tickets. Brilliant. There you go. Very easy. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Naveen, for being a fabulous guest. I've just got one last question for you that I ask all my guests on the podcast. And that is the podcast is called Heartbreak to Happiness. And I think it's really important to know what happiness is for you. So when you are going through those tough times, I know you talked about some of those earlier, then you can tap into that happiness and just recognize it along the way to give you a, a boost. So what is happiness for you, Naveen? Wow. Um, I think happiness for me, what comes straight to mind is just seeing my son smile and, and having a giggle with him. Just him being happy makes me extremely happy. So I think that's kind of, he's my, he's my rock, my happiness rock, to say that. That's lovely. I feel exactly the same way about my little one and his laughter. I wish I could 
record yeah. it and just can it because it's such a lovely yeah. <laughs> such a lovely sound and always makes me feel good so I'm with you yeah. on that one as I'm sure as are all the single parents listening yeah. right now too so thank you, so thank you Naveen thank for being you. a fabulous guest thank you Sarah and we'll see you soon at the divorce fair thank you so much that's it for today's episode. Be sure to head on over to thedivorcefair.com to get your free tickets to come to the show and also check out Playdate, which is Naveen's app if you're in the UK. And I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.